Okay. I think I'm going to start doing a Tech Tuesday, but I'm going to do it at midnight. I'm going to do it at midnight, <laughs> midnight Eastern time. Midnight Eastern? Yeah, I'm going to call it. Oh, that'd be 9, nine o'clock. I'm going to call it Midnight Oil. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Now you said it, now everyone heard it. That's okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm not starting. Checking connection. We are now live. Hello, everyone. Okay, we'll give everyone a moment to come in. Good afternoon for those of you on the East Coast, and uh, barely good afternoon for the West Coasters. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And of course, as always, welcome to a new exciting episode of the DC Model Tech Tuesday. And here I'm with a good friend, someone who's been a great advocate of our program for many, many years. Hello, Fox. And that's Brian from Hasport. Hush Performance, of course. Why am I not surprised, Robert. Rob, that you're here? Why am I not surprised? Hello, CP. Good seeing you as well. Jim, greetings. I hope everything is well. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Ian, Ian, is Ian at Hush Performance? Brian, Mark, good seeing you. Hello, Olof, greetings. Where is the minivan? The minivan is to the right of me. You can't quite see it, but I have the wagon right behind me, and I have that really cool AW11 in the background. Where are the tacos? <laughs> Where are tacos? I was going to send my Today son out to do Tuesday. that. We're going to eat tacos in a little bit here. That's Soccer Tuesday. <laughs> yes, you're back again, Mark. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Happy Tuesday to you as well, Alex Mark 5. Um, oh, you stopped the shop, SB. Thank you so much. Everyone stop working. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And SB is a facility out in San Bernardino. They're a machine shop that helped us definitely with the machine um, that's right behind us. Speaking of machines. And um, Fox asked about updates. I've been very, a very busy boy. Right now, I learned quite a bit from Brian, who, by the way, my first interaction with him, I don't know if you remember this, was with my first wagon, which is pretty exciting. So he helped me with the first wagon that I did years ago. Even though I saw a ton of things come in from clients or whatnot, he was very, very instrumental to the success of that. Um, oh, thank you so much, Wasal. Appreciate the kind words. And um, speaking of Brian, he was able to give me some insights on Axolent. So, all these few weeks I've been driving around or playing around with axle lens that weren't ideal and he taught me exactly what to do. So, I'm gonna visit Mike from Insane, do some really cool things and get the proper axles in here. So that's why she's up in the air, so we can have some more fun. Um, do I ever plan on modifying any Volvos is what Chell Pessy is asking. I have a soft spot for the 850 Volvo turbos. So that being said, <laughs> you never know. I just love touring cars. I grew up with that. I yeah. love watching those and love the fact that those cars look just like something you could buy from the showroom, but they're on the track having a lot of fun. But Brian, I'm very curious about what you have in the arsenal. I know you have a lot coming out. Share with the guys what you have, especially since you are so instrumental to the success of this all-wheel drive setup. Tell us what is new at Hasport and what we can expect from your facility. Very good. So recently, a lot of the uh, new uh, all-wheel drive builds have been going on across the U.S. So we came out with a line of mouse for the B-Series into the EG, EK, oh, nice. DC2, and the EF. Okay. Um, so B-Series for that. We also came out with a set of K-Series mounts for EG, uh, EK, DC2, DA, and EF. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. It just so happens that that mount kit also works for the 2012 Civic SI transmission. So if you, although that's not all-wheel drive, oh, if you sure. can get a whole one of those transmissions, they're a little bit less expensive. Of course. Come with an LSD. Yes, they do. And uh, that, the, that same mount kit works for that. So that Beautiful. works out really well. Um, so we're doing some further development on uh, all-wheel drive stuff okay. right now. Uh, I'll probably look at, um, I'll probably, well, I'm gonna go back and do maybe stock replacement mounts for the, the WAG or van okay. or the wagon that yes. came all-wheel drive, I okay. should say. Um, and I'll probably do 
look into um, mounts for uh, the automatic chassis EG because that's how that car came. Oh, that car okay. came with uh, the frame rail bracket for an I'm automatic yes. in Europe. Very so nice. it's got a much taller mount. Oh, that's even nice. Yeah. Very nice. So it's kind of interesting. So there's there's still a lot of all-wheel draw stuff going on right Understood. now. Um, oh, lots of hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, then we just finished recently the K-Series mount kit for the Insight. Okay. So yes, yes, uh, yes, that's yes. something uh, that should be out next week. I think they're probably back on powder coat in the next day or so. So he's being a bad influence on me. He's trying to get me to go K on my Insight that has an F22A. And he shared that with me earlier. I was giving him our time. I think someone had a question. Um, earlier on about mounts, uh, would I put, oh, Brian is saying, would I appear on another episode of Fastest Car? So yes, this car is slated for season three. So we keep in contact with the production company and they want two cars, they want the Viper, which I don't think you guys can see on the corner there, as one of the exotics and they want this, my revenge car for that season three. And then um, Young Arm Hammer is asking what rear diff is in the wagon. Uh, I'm using a 2007 CRV diff right now. And our goal is to uh, work with our friends from Automotive KMD and come up with some good solutions in the event that we keep misbehaving or breaking things. Hello, Negron. Good seeing you. Thank you for, for joining us as well. So you, you're seeing a big uptake, Brian, on all-wheel drive Hondas. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that's the case? Why now? Why all-wheel drive? I, I, two reasons. Yeah. Uh, number one is I think that... Hello, Nemo. Any, <laughs> any new progression in lower ETs for the front wheel drive is coming harder and harder. Understood. It's expen exponentially more expensive to get that extra tenth Absolutely. of a second. So, uh, and then, you know, the all wheel drive stuff has been around for a long time, but just recently, I think some of the people have, you know, done seven second quarter miles with relatively low horsepower cars compared to Understood. what they're doing the same times in the front wheel drive That makes cars. sense. So, uh, I remember in, probably 99 or 2000, I remember predicting that Hondas would eventually make it in the sevens. Right. Uh, and uh, it took a little while longer than I thought it would, but I guarantee you fives are wow. probably less than two and a half years away. Can you I imagine think. that? Oh yeah, I just think it's gonna be And, and that's something that has always given me concern because as, as a drag racer, I've been out there quite a while. Some of my peers tend to shy away from proper safety equipment. It's not gonna be more important than ever to make sure that your cars are safe. Um, Brian's unfortunately been, Part of a mishap, but if not for proper safety, he wouldn't be here sitting next to me. So, safety is extremely important, and as you guys continue to go fast, it's very important that you embrace safety and make sure that you get down the track full or halfway in one piece. Yeah, fives. Jake Cruz said fives. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Are there any upcoming car shows that I'll be attending? Ooh, I want to get to the track. Someone just asked me, do I plan on practicing and launching? Yes, I do. In terms of car shows. Ah, so on December 2nd, there's Radwood, and we've been invited, it's like, a, oh, I don't know if you know about Radwood, I've it's this it. old school, 80s and 90s, I mean, they take it really seriously, people dress up, it's like a big show, so they want the beautiful wagon there, so we're going to take the wagon there on the 2nd, and I think I'll be there with my partners from AEM Induction, which is pretty cool. Honda YouTube Challenge, Ron, I get this almost every week, I don't have the time to participate in that, I'd love to. But I'm really kind of behind here. Uh, the team is even off this week to be able to take care of a lot of stuff because we were killing each other uh, for SEMA. So I'm here, head is up front, we're trying to take care of some stuff, but nonetheless, I need to catch up. So I really don't have the time. I would love to. Is this, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar oh, yeah. with the challenge. Oh, yeah. I've been talking to them too. Yeah. Uh, it's just oh. a matter of uh, with too many things going on. Yeah, you're, a lot. Yeah. Right now, one of the big things also is the L15 stuff. 
Yeah, we've got kits for all three generations. Of oh, the that's so cool. Also the CRZ. Nice. Uh, I'm probably gonna so you do doing GE, GD, and the um, um, GK. GK. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And Very so nice. CRZ, obviously. Yes. Uh, and I start next week on prototype for EG, EK, and DC2. For the L15? For the L15. Nice, nice. Yeah. L15 Turbo. Yep. Oh, thank you so much, One Love Entertainment. Good seeing you. Um, you should be on one of the fast, top fastest Honda BCs. Um, sure. Thank you so much for kind words. Um, oh, good seeing you as well at CSF WRX. It was, it was fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, Ron. I appreciate the kind words. And I think I may have missed a couple questions here. He wants to see me build an S2000. Do you think, do you think corporate would be happy if I built an older S2000? You know, it's so funny how they're like that. They just don't want certain things. <laughs> yes. I mean, we had talked to them about a J-Series S2000. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was at the same time decided to discontinue the car. See. And just and same thing with the Series E. We're going to do a K-Series Series E. They decided to discontinue it. Boom. Got dropped like a hot potato. So. It makes things much easier for both Brian and I when the manufacturer is involved. It helps tremendously. So um, I don't have any plans as we sit now for an AP. Um, I'm building one. I kind of will stay on track on what we're doing now. If anything, that red card that you see I'm pointing at right there is something that Brian wants to help me with. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much, but he's going to be an integral part of the success of that as well. Greetings, Arnie, in Lake Elsinore. Good seeing you as well. Thank you so much for joining us. And finally, I don't have any plans for diesel stuff yet. As a matter of fact, I may jump the whole diesel thing and get into some EV technology. I've always been fascinated with electric vehicles and electric motors. And being able to incorporate that in some kind of fashion where it's on the wheels, on integrated motor assist, or pure EV, you can see some stuff coming from us in the nearest future. Um, what would I change on stage to run eights? What power? Um, AJ, it would be, power has never been a challenge with the F22A. We've done extremely well. We've been in, you know, close to the mid 400 wheel for quite a while. It's traction. So the one thing I would do is improve the traction on that car. I was limited to 28 inch slicks. That's what I ran. That's mm -hmm. what it allowed me to run. And then some suction bodies want me to go to 26. So if I can get the car into proper one threes or lower, um, I'm sure that we can be able to do that without any challenge, without me having to change the entire engine program, which is pretty, pretty exciting. There are a couple guys making H to B uh, all-wheel drive propels oh, right now. So very uh, nice. Uh, in fact, I've got um, a couple of people who are talking to me about adapter plates uh -huh. and whether or not you know how the mounts would work with that. And basically, it's, it's it's a bolt-in thing. It's the really the one thing that I've always been concerned about with all-wheel drive, especially on an armored application, is drivetrain loss. So with turbocharging, it's not such a challenge. I can always crank up the boost, do some things to create efficiency and be okay. Sometimes we even have too much power turbocharge. But NA, I used to jump up and down if I get five horses. <laughs> so for me to do well, anything. Well, you know, though, you know, though, it's or not... It may be a good trade-off, but I, I don't know. Well, what you know, though, it's not like, a, it's not like a, a WRX. You are actually distributing most of the power to the front wheels, and so. basically the front wheels just, the rear wheels just get kind of dragged along after so. they're not needed anymore. So the powertrain losses may not, may not be it that won't bad. won't be a significant. Plus, with the right viscous coupler, maybe yes. you turn it on and off. Now that's a smashing idea. Yeah. So imagine a world where my first, well, I just say first 330, I'm using it, and after that, I just have it disabled. Yeah, exactly. Wow. See, I like how he thinks. Absolutely fantastic. Stop working so hard, let's hit the track. Oh, I have to, SB. <laughs> I have to definitely work hard so we can hit the track and have a lot of fun with it, you know? Thank you so much, T Better. Appreciate that. I love Brian as well. Um, Jim is asking Brian, do front wheel drive trans come with provisions to convert to all wheel drive, at least the transfer case? 
the only ones that do are some of the truck ones, and those are all automatic, so not really. Um, the majority of the time, uh, if you want an all-wheel drive, you have to find the all-wheel drive manual transmission. There's no way to convert it afterwards. Although, uh, Drag Cartel is working on uh, a uh, housing, uh -huh. and so if they wind up with parts, it may be uh, possible to go ahead and convert, Understood. you know, whatever. So it should be interesting. Have you uh, seen any of those weird gearboxes that have a plate? that cover where the transfer case should sit? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those are usually on automatics. On, oh. So uh, if you get an automatic car, because uh, like the pilot has it, uh, I believe there's a, a CRV that might have it. Um, but I don't, uh, but they're automatics. I've never yeah. seen it on a man. I saw one, and when I had a customer take the, when I had the potential client take the mm -hmm. cover off, it didn't have a ring gear in there to actuate. Right. So I said no, I didn't want it because I thought that maybe miraculously well, there'll what? be a ring gear. So behind what it. transmission was it? It was um, a 2004 CRV. And it was a manual. It was a manual, and I and I still I I'm stand like, I'll, show you, I'll show you. Um, I'll show him later on. Um, the listing is still up because the guy sold it to someone else, but the listing on OfferUp is still there. And he saw it. And he sent me photos like, oh, that's pretty cool. But when he took the cover off, it was, you could just you don't see another ring gear to actuate the transfer case. Right. So I, that, I was interested. It may have been cost effective because Sure. It may have been cost effective for me to find a ring gear from a dealership and right. get the longer bolts, but I, I just I bet the ring gear is very expensive though. Oh, it's yeah. possible, huh? And, but you never know. You might have been able to find a damaged transmission that had what you needed Good on it point. to take them off that. Good so. point. Good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I Am Forever has an Acura TL 2005 for bolt-on. Thinking about running my cams. Don't know if stage one or two. So it depends. So I am forever, the stage one gives five to seven percent improvement in power is emissions friendly. So if you have emissions uh, challenges in your state, that would be the way to go. Level two is the most popular of all the profiles that we have. It gives anywhere from an eight to 10 percent improvement in power, sometimes 15 if you do a proper tune on it and have other supporting mods. And that would allow you to have a lot of fun, but it is not emissions legal in any of the 50 states. So. It depends on what your goals are, but by all means, we can take care of it. Hello, Piral. Thank you for joining me. I love your oils. I appreciate you joining us today. Um, Brian, are you planning, says 124 Underground, on making K20C mounts for any other car? E oh, yeah. EK or uh, DC? Funny you should mention that. Uh, in about an hour and a half, I am going to pick up a K20C and transmission. Oh. And I'm going to bring it back to the shop and go ahead and prototype them for the EGE, EK, and DC2. And then probably in January, I'm going to pull the motor back out of my uh, Type R, oh. and I'll probably do the mounts for the 2012 Civic, the 2006 oh, Civic. Oh, that'd be so the, cool. The, the, the RSX so cool. and the EM, EM2, uh, ES2. So Those engines are pretty large, aren't they? They're huge. <laughs> they're like V6 size transmission. That's what I heard. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> That's Very crazy. wide. Um, dipping deep for my GSR, should I go one millimeter oversized intake valves? Love revving out my engines to 9K. You know what I say about RPMs ruining people's motors? Oh, I'm joking. But um, yes, you can definitely do that. You need to have supporting mods of induction and camshafts as well. But you can. Now, here's the thing you don't want to do you, you don't want to just throw in one millimeter size valves, oversized valves, with a stock port. It doesn't make sense. If anything, you're shrouding. It's always good to have a proper Dishrouding, open up the throat a little bit to allow you to take full advantage of the one millimeter valve. And any proper machine shop can be able to point you in that direction with that. Or if you need help, let us know and we can help you with that as well. Um, VTech Academy, I don't know why you said that. Oh, that's you. There you go. VTech Academy, there you go. Um, BC oh, I already answered that. Okay, thank you so much, Jamal. He loves both of us. We are epic. Thank you so much. Where do you see 
the future going in terms of swaps? You've been, you've had your finger on the pulse on this for decades now. I, What's the future hold for us based upon your experience? Two things. Yeah. Number one, there's still probably a couple of million K-series <laughs> engines <laughs> on the road. Just like we still do B-series right. motor mounts, we do hundreds every month. Wow. Uh, the K-series is just going to stack up more and more in the salvage yard. You know, it's just... Uh, I'm surprised at the B-series. I mean, I used to refer to that as... Yeah, I, I, I used to refer to that as a small block Chevy of the Honda world. But to think that today, in 2018, it's still going strong. That's oh, shocking. It's, it's, it's good. incredible. Yeah. Wow. wow. It, I, I see now H22s available for 300 bucks all the time. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm like, we're going to go ahead and do a DA with... Right. Uh, with the H22 just because we've never done one and just to see how it looks. But back to where I think it's going, obviously with those millions of K-series, that's gonna be a good thing for another 20 years. I mean, the wow. only thing that's gonna kill it would be if, if driving on the street changes so much that you can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? That would be the only thing. And then of course, now there's probably a million of the or at least at least 500,000 of the L15 turbo motors on the road and you know so all of a sudden that's going to become a thing you I'm know sure. what I mean so uh, I think one of the things we'd like to do is develop uh, adapter plates so you can run the uh, K-series transmission on the L15 engine oh, that'd be and, cool. then, and then that would allow a lot more people to swap those because think sorry. of all the CRVs of and the course, Accords of course, that are getting that motor. And those are actually more powerful than the ones in the Civic. Imagine that. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a ton of potential there with oh. the L15. Jim, I hear so many questions for you. A JDK adapter? A uh, JDK adapter. Somebody already makes a JDK adapter. Oh. Um, Inline Pro makes one. Okay. Uh, I, have, uh, I have mounts for that, actually. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I'll try to have them. I keep saying this. I'll try to get them up on the website in the next few days. Uh, probably next week sometime. But we make uh, a bracket and a mount that works with a normal K-series rear mount and right-hand or left-hand bracket uh, that will allow you to mount the J-series with that adapter plate uh, up to the thing. I don't want to build something that somebody else's make, so oh, I don't want to I don't want to go and and you know jump on Inline Pro's you know engineering and and make something uh, unless I have a, a dramatically better idea. You Understood. know, but right now you know they've got one, so buy it from them and I'll sell you the mounts. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you need mounts, he can make it happen. Um, let's say, oh, good afternoon to you as well, Joe Dirt S2K. Good seeing you. Um, we're getting some requests for making apps for VTech Academy at BC Model. Oh, I don't have an app, uh, but Jamal is saying that. Uh, yes, it, great, interesting topic. And Jamal says, you see the future mobile technology mixed with cars. It's already happening. I go to CES every year. It's almost like a mecca for me. And I see a lot more OEMs embracing this human-machine interaction where you can have cars that are semi-autonomous, full autonomous, but you have more interaction with your car. But what I was asking Brian was about the future of swaps, where people have these vehicles and they want to be able to put, infuse newer technology in them, or make it more enjoyable, or really embrace what they feel and what they believe in. So he did a great job in sharing that with us. Um, competition is good. Yes, it's good. Absolutely. You know what? Competition is great. What I don't like, and I don't, maybe Brian shares the same concept with me, are people who knock off. I don't like that at all. So you, you, you put so much time and, and effort into engineering and design and then someone just comes and just knocks it off and does even a poor job at it and tries to compete with you saying it's the same thing. That's and that, and that's that. my point about not yeah. wanting to compete with Inline Pro. Unless Understood. I came up with a design that that's I thought was... actually superior. Yeah. Understood. Then I, then I would do it. Uh, right now, they've got a good solution. So.
There was another good question here that I saw that was pretty good, but I may have missed it. Uh, okay, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. Um, are there any mods to swap a K20 124S in a GK5 fit, which you just talked about? Absolutely, yes. And what ECU would he be able to use? That would probably be the 2012 Civic SI computer for the moment. The okay. 2015, I believe, requires a push-button start, so oh. there's a little bit more computing going on Understood. there. But uh, we haven't actually built one. I, okay, so I designed the mouse and I made the mouse. We haven't released them yet. I would like to actually do a swap in one of those cars before I release the mounts because I want to make sure that there's at least a, uh, a solution for the electronics. Um, uh, if it was just purely a race car, obviously you could do a standalone of, of some course, sort yeah. or do uh, uh, you know a, a aftermarket dash. Understood. You know, so uh, uh, at some point uh, I'll get one of those cars and be able to do a K swap in it, and then that information will be out there. If somebody wanted to do one now, the mounts are actually. Done. Oh. I would just have to make a few sets. And oh, nice, nice, nice. So that, that answers yeah. your question properly, guys. Uh, Jamal is asking: Is the B18C a great motor to build for a budget build? What do you think? Because I have my thoughts on that. B18C one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more budgety than a K because it's less <laughs> it's less electronics to convert, that and that's where I think the the expense comes from is is. Uh, all the peripheral items that you have to put on it, you know, like your fuel pressure regulator right. and your different fuel system and your electronics and the wiring adapter and stuff like that. It's much easier to do a B series, uh, but the B, but potential wise, the K has got of a lot more potential. Of course. Uh, but the B series is an excellent. It's a good way to go fast, cheap. For me, you guys know me. He loves the B series, but I love the F22A. I'm crazy about that. For me, you can pick up that thing for like a hundred bucks on the regular, oh, yeah. which is pretty cheap. So and the head flows extremely well. Um, so I had a question that came in for spindles, and I think I may have missed it. But someone was asking if the CRB spindles bolt onto the EF. No, it does not. In the front, they're quite different. What I did in my case is um, I took uh, front CRB spindles, had it turned down to fit in DA knuckles, and that's how I got my five nut conversion on this, right. which, which worked out very, very well. You know. Um, Oh, thank you so much. Um, and Victor's saying, oh, wow, so much experience and knowledge in one place. Holy crap. Two huge inspirations in my life. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you have given us. You know, I have to thank Brian. He is a busy man. I don't even know what he's doing here. He could be at work, running around, taking care of things, but he took time out of his schedule all the way from Arizona to come by and spend time with me. So I'm very honored and very, very pleased that he was able to do that. You know? And thank you for the kind words. Oh, no worries. No worries, guys. Thank you for the kind words he's saying as well. Um, 124 says, so sorry, he has a fit, he doesn't know what to do with it, just trying to see what his options are. So, it depends on what your fit you have, and from your name, I cannot tell, but I don't know if you have a, a GK, a GD, a GE, but let's say he had a GE. What options does he have to make this an enjoyable project for him? From for your the, the GE, uh, I think the easiest swap for that is the K24Z motor okay, out, I of, <laughs> out of the second gen TSX. Yes. Uh, that ECU is very similar, so the electronics are fairly compatible. Uh, the, uh, we make a mount kit for it, it's the same mount kit. It's very similar to the mount kit that comes in the CRZ. Uh, and uh, that motor... Uh, he has, has a GK, he said. <laughs> he yeah, there you go. Oh, you have a GK? Yes, it's a GK. Okay, so a GK, right at the moment. I am working on an L15B7 GK swap. Uh, uh, the uh, Axion uh, 
Industries, uh, who sells a lot of aftermarket parts for uh, later model Civics and the and the Fits. Uh, his car is over to our shop. We've got an L15 in it. Uh, I am working on that simultaneously with a GE Fit with an L15. Uh, I, soon I will start on the wiring for that. And once the wiring is done, we should be able to get that thing up and running and get it out there and see what it does. Beautiful. Tom is asking, what do we think of the Roadtrek Superchargers? What are your thoughts? I think they're fine. They have a nice linear torque curve. Uh, they work excellent for what you want to do with them. Uh, right now, I think the only company with a full kit for the, that would be um, Craftworks. Yes. Um, yes. I know Jackson Racing keeps thinking about coming out again. <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully they do. Competition's good. Uh, but the, the Craftworks kit you know, makes pretty serious horsepower. And I use the road tracks on my land speed car. Oh, very nice. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So nice. I was, whatever the largest one they made at the time, yes. I think they make a larger one now. Yes. Whatever the largest one at the time was we used, and it was um, about 550 horsepower. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So uh, and that carried me to 200 miles an hour out very there in nice. the dirt. So that's kind of <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I, I do. I like the road tracks a lot. For, for me, I've seen much less heat than the older centrifugal superchargers out there. I've seen more horsepower for the same displacement engines. I've seen less parasitic drag. It's just been an improvement overall on the older style superchargers, um, especially compared to the old school Eatons. It's like no competition. Yeah. So that being said, I, I've seen great success with it, and I encourage people to use that whenever they can. Um, is it L15 swap, JDS World? I saw you before. I, I'll get to I'm going to ask him now. And I think I know the answer to that, but I'll let the master speak on this. L15 swap, is it legal in a ninth gen? Can it pass smog? Well, here's the deal. I haven't looked at the individual emission control devices that are on that, but I assume that they're all there. Um, that would be, I would think that it would be legal, but not having actually compared the peripheral items that go along with this vent shut valve, fuel tank pressure, there's a lot of little things that are in there, and all those things have to be there. Now, um, California may even require that you use the ones out of the car, and I'm not sure how easy that'd be to retrofit it. In my mind, if the device works the same, it should be legal That's and it. you should be able to have that reft. But uh, I haven't California really compared it yet. They're so strict. Even if you use the emissions controls, let's say the catalyst, from the engine, it has to stay in the same location. It cannot be moved. Okay. You can't even change the angle of it. They're very particular. but. Um, if, if, if your mounts and your mounts have always been extremely user friendly, if it allows for such a emissions equipment, especially with an integrated head for everything to sit in the same location, it would. Then she should be okay. It's, it's just a little bit more challenging to have everything, like everything there, because the reps are very strict in California. But his mounts allow for such, and uh, my answer was going to be yes, you can. It's just a little tedious to make sure that everything tedious is there. Tedious the word. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, what IR setup would you use for a first gen insight for handling? Would it be cost effective? So independent rear suspension, because it comes with that nice bar in the rear. Um, I like to call it a swing arm. Swing arm, there you because go. Because it's literally what it like is. Swing arm, <laughs> but instead of a single tire in the center, Understood. it's got one on each side. Right. And it's actually designed to tow in under compression when you turn the car. So I'm sorry, tow out under compression when you turn the car in. It's actually designed to tow out when you heavily brake. So uh -huh. there's actually some geometry built Very into nice. it. Very nice happens to be the same types of suspension they used on the Type R a few years ago in Europe. So it's not like you need to change that. I think with the proper sway bar, I think with 
uh, one of the big problems is the shock is so far forward, it doesn't give you really good dampening control over the swing arm. So if you were able to move the shock backwards, I think that that would actually still be a relatively effective uh, suspension. Uh, I know that there's some people at, uh, in, uh, at Honda that are going to be racing one of those. Oh, uh, very nice. Racing one in nice. uh, Chump Car. Very nice. So uh, they're going to be working on that. And there are a few other people that are tracking them. And Honda used to actually, or one of the, one of the groups in Honda used to actually rally one of those. Nice. I yeah. never saw that. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I think it's, I think it's doable. Very nice. Very Without nice. changing it to independent rear suspension. Well, all the way from the UK, you got that answer. So I, hopefully that satisfies your question. Uh, Mark 5 Andrews asking, if I was to put $1,500 into an F22, what part should I buy? You can write to me, but off the bat, I would say uh, we have a piston rod combo that increases the uh, rod ratio to your advantage, of course, and a nice um, valve train uh, package and camshaft and induction. If you want to go turbocharged, you have to kind of up that budget a little bit more. But if you need more information, just go ahead and PM me here or DM me here on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to assist you. Jim is asking, Jim, you have great questions today. Thank you so much. You're giving AJ a run for his money. Um, am I single pump or dual pump E85? So on this, I am flex fuel. E85 is my primary fuel of choice. I am not an advocate of multiple pump systems, only because if one fails, if you don't have a proper engine management solution that can have a fail safe in place, you will not know until it's too late. So I prefer single large pumps. Everything from the Odyssey here has a large magnet fuel 750. I have the same pump on this wagon hanging out the rear. Um, I'm going to put the same kind of pump on that MR2 back there. I have it on the 2012 Civic. I have a single pump on the Porsche. Single, same pump on the a smaller version um, on the center seat boxman uh, back there. So huge advocate of single pumps. That's 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 my style. I don't know what you tend to do. Well, oh, so I'll tell you. So for road racing, we would have two pumps in the corners. Understood. Okay. So uh, and then that would usually uh, feed a surge pot, and the surge pot would have a single pump. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So uh, it just depends on what your needs are. I think for something like drag racing, I don't know that a dual pump setup is necessarily, you know, the thing to have. But for road racing, we had it in the corners just because of fuel slosh and stuff like that. What, what I've done with fuel slosh is that, you know, I, I don't know if you tried this, but our friends from Holly had this really cool Dynamat. Well, it's not a Dynamat, but like, it's like a fuel mat that... Um, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's that. You can literally put a corner of it in fuel and it pulls it right up. It's really, really awesome. And we've had a lot of great fits with yeah, that. I haven't had a chance to use that yet. I thought it was amazing when I saw yeah. how it was working. It, I it, thought it was a gimmick it, at first, but it, it, like works. it works. It does. It it's really, really good. Yeah. The Hydromat, that's what's called, Hydromat. Hydromat okay. yeah. um, Vic is asking, what do I think of an LS Corvette swap into a Porsche 911 986? So, I love 986s, guys, but I'm not a huge advocate of mixing marquees, even though he may do a good job and convince me otherwise, but uh, my customers would kill me if I put a Corvette in. I think it's pretty cool. 986s, are very interesting platforms. They're mid-engine, lots of fun. Nowadays, very cost-effective. If you expire the engine, it costs you anywhere from seven to $12,000 to replace it. Most of those cars don't even cost that much or not even that much more valuable. So that being said, it may be a good, cool thing to do. Just make sure that you have proper cooling and you should be okay. Not my cup of tea, I wouldn't do it, but I think it's a smashing idea. It allows you to have nice lightweight, good horsepower and torque, a lot of potential in terms of aftermarket in a mid-engine chassis, so I think that's pretty cool. Gordo, please ask your question again. I may have missed you. Um, oh, I see. He has a B18C1 head on a B16 bottom end. Any thoughts? I would have stayed with a B16 head, but what are your thoughts on him having a 
GSR well, head know, the, the on GSR a, head gives you know, a lot, a nice little compression boost mm -hmm. if you're not, uh, you know, if you're because of the quench. So uh, I kind of like that idea. The intake manifold, uh, I'm not sure it would be advantageous on a B16, but there's aftermarket Type R style oh, yeah, intake manifolds you can bolt on that might uh, help you with the top end a little bit. So I don't. You know, if you got the parts, why not? <laughs> you so, know, as Brian said, if you have the parts, why not? I like the port angle on the V16 heads. I find, always found it extremely appealing. But if you have it already, he's absolutely correct. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. If you have that already in your disposal, use it. Have a good, have a lot of fun with it. Um, do you have any power, any advice? Says Preston six two six for making more power with the J35 without boosting. I have a lot of thoughts on that. But you've had experience with J35s as well. I got cams from him, and that helped us quite a bit. <laughs> so, uh, interestingly, what I didn't do and should have done was valve springs. We missed a shift. Oh, that's not good. And spent 10 valves and broke a rocker. Well, 10 out of 24 is not quite bad. Not good. <laughs> it's bad. Wow. Yeah. And you broke a rocker arm. And broke a rocker arm. Wow. And uh, then we proceeded to lose a drag race with the broken rocker arm. Uh, I was literally three seconds off my normal oh. quarter mile time or eighth mile time in this particular case. It would have been, yeah, by a second and a half off my eighth mile time. So, yeah, it was a drag. Uh, so, uh, we actually, when I redid it, I shimmed the valves rather than get new valve springs okay. because I just thought, well, this would be convenient and it will work. But it got noisy. Oh, the interesting. Just, just absolutely ridiculously noisy. But anyway, I, I cam shafts are good, yeah, but. Let's ask him what he Yeah, do. same thing. I would say do the valve train, camshafts, engine management. Because we've seen Honda leaves so much power on the table with these engines. And you can tune them and make a decent amount of power without putting it in the danger zone. Without putting it in a point where the tune is detrimental to the health of the engine. So that being said, tuning is key. Um, for those who have, who have integrated ports, we've seen advantages with if your area allows it. Eliminating the catalyst, using a J-pipe that's very that flows much better. For those that do not have integrated intake um, exhaust manifolds, a header helps quite a bit as well. There are quite a few things to make that thing a nice torque monster, whether you're automatic or you're manual. Yeah, we went from 250 to 280. Imagine, 280. With, That's uh, wheel, isn't it? Yeah, wheel. With, awesome uh, is that? Yeah, with uh, cam, DC sports header, mm -hmm. and uh, AM EMS There you go. Two. See, not bad whatsoever. Not bad. And that's without boost, you know? Yep. So, guys, are there any noticeable differences between the K24Z3 and Z7? Specs are almost identical, except for the camshafts. <laughs> so, yes, the specs are very The bottom end, similar. The cam and crank pattern, very similar. You have on intake four pulses on the, on the intake cam, uh, two short and one long one on exhaust. And you also have that 60 minus two hall pickup on the crankcase, which is pretty cool. The heads are very similar. Port volume is similar. I like the ports on these. Intake ports. The intake the ports. Exhaust, yeah. ah, lend themselves very well to turbocharging, but not the best. However, the camshaft profiles are not as aggressive on the Z3, especially if you're talking about the Accord Z3. Um, it gets a little bit yeah. closer with the TSX Z3 right. um, compared to the Z7 on the SI. So I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. No, not really. Um, uh, I didn't study the intake manifolds, though. So the earlier Z3 from the Accord. Well, I think they're that. identical. I think okay. they're the same part numbers. Oh, right? very good yeah. to know. Good so. to know. Good to know. So, um, long answer to a short question, Caleb, the camshafts, which is interesting, you know? Gordo has an Edelbrock intake manifold. So, you're talking about intake manifolds like the Type R ones on his V18C. He has Edelbrock. So yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know what this particular characteristics of the other blocks. I know they're very short. I know they're really popular with the turbo guys. Yes. So uh, I would imagine it's a very peaky one. So you might need the right cam to get that to work on what you have. Uh, I think a slightly longer runner might be advisable if you're running a stock cam. The Performance X is a kind of restrictive and may even work for you, but the Victor X is the one he's talking about. It's huge. And we've had some NA guys, drag guys, though, make a lot of power here. I've not seen one road race guy. Yeah, I think... <laughs> not one come in with a, yeah. with a Victor X. Yeah, that plenum is huge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it possible to K to B? And why would it or would not work? And my answer is no, because they rotate differently. So the K series is a clockwise engine. The B is a counterclockwise. So already, that won't work. But yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, so in Europe... <laughs> There were some clockwise Bs that they Ooh, used for formula racing. I didn't know that. Uh, they used them in Formula 2 or 3. Very I can't nice. Remember. Uh, they were, uh, I, I can't remember who. These were Kelper, Kelper? No. It was either Kelper or Kent was making wow. cams for them. So okay. they just spun the cam. They spun it differently. Wow. Now, so the question is, did they offset the piston wrist pin as well? What I'm else did sure. they do? I'm so sure. I don't know what all the details are on that particular one. But even then, then you'd have to have an adapter plate, and it would just be ridiculous. It's not I very cost-effective. No, the K's <laughs> are so cheap. Okay. Yeah. So long answer. Once again, Marvin, to your short question, um, it's not possible easily. And um, anything possible with money. Anything possible. Yeah, resources. You can do anything, but it's not possible easily. Log manifold versus long run turbo manifold for 450 horsepower. It depends. Um, Jim, my experience has been logs are really cool because they're easier to, well, not easier to install, they're easier to fit in the engine bay versus long runner ones, which sometimes you're restricted to what you could do with the confines of an engine bay. I've seen that uh, you can get a faster spool, but uh, not as much high RPM capability as a long runner. The long runner, I've seen a slight loss in spool where you rob Peter, but you pay Paul with much higher high RPM potential. For 450 horsepower, that's not a crazy horsepower number. I think it'll be okay in each one, but the log manifold design has to be proper because if you don't have a proper log design where the wastegate is on one runner opposed to the collection, you will see boost creep. And that's a, that's a big no-no, we don't like that. Also, the cylinder that has a wastegate on it would end up running leaner than others when you're wasting that cylinder versus the others. So that being said, Proper design is key, but all things being equal, if you have a log where it, is, it takes the wastegate in the collection, you'll be good for 450. If you have the confines of an engine bay and higher RPM power is very important to you, you're doing a lot of drag racing, you're doing a lot of uh, high speed running, airport, half mile, full mile, then maybe a long runner would be ideal for you. What are your thoughts, if any? Interesting, well, uh, I do have some experience with log manifolds. We had one early on, uh, um, uh, Rev Hart, uh, yes. really. Oh, wow, yeah. that brings back memories. Yeah, so this is back in 2004, maybe. Yes. We had a, a K-swapped uh, 2001 Civic and 450 horsepower, which was uh, totally within its limits. Uh, and it, it was it was good. The only, we never had any problems with that particular setup I, that I recall. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Obviously, Miles has been doing things for a long oh, time. Oh, he's been around for. Yeah, so, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen terrifying things. I've seen logs where literally on cylinder four, there's a wastegate on it. And I'm like, I don't know why people even design that. And the customer wonders why things are happening. Why did I have a five pound spring and I'm doing 15 PSI? <laughs> well, because even though you're wasting one cylinder, the other three cylinders are still spooling your turbo. 
So um, yeah, we've, we've seen it all. But yeah. when designed properly, especially we've seen a lot of super guys come in here with cast logs that are very well designed and they, they, they perform extremely well. They're yeah, yeah. Uh, Rev Hard Now is a cast, cast K very nice. line that works really Ooh, nice. Very so, nice. Yeah. Very nice indeed. I have mm. to give him a miles of call and see how he's doing. I haven't seen, actually, I saw my SEMA. So he's restarting his, he's starting, restarting Rev Hard. Good for him. So, wow, for those of you who know Rev Hard, it's, I mean, I remember going to Palmdale to race and watching Miles, like, <gasps> Miles and Tony and all these guys, they're just all good. And, and now, you know, we're, we're part of the scene with them and it's, it's always an honor to see them still around doing great things. Um, JD Swords uh, S5 is saying he got to see both of us at iBox this year. So I look forward to being at iBox we'll next year. Yeah, yeah. He said that he saw your L-swapped fit, which is pretty cool. Wow, 40 minutes has elapsed already. Oh my God, time is flying. Do I approve? Please share again. Oh, AJ, thoughts on Montana registered modified cars in California to avoid emissions smog test. Are you trying to get me in trouble, AJ? My thoughts on Montana registered modified cars in California. I think it's a bad thing to do. <laughs> I think it's a no-no. You're not supposed to do that. Hey, if you, live, if you live in Montana and you reside from Montana and you happen to drive in California, I guess that's okay, but... To register for the sole purpose of doing that, I think it's not very good. Um, I'm a huge advocate of taking tra track cars to the track and keeping it on the track, not driving around, picking up groceries. I'm not even gonna ask. I don't approve AJ. I'm not gonna ask about that one. Um, what do you think of K-Tune downpipe for the FK8? Um, I haven't tested it, so I haven't seen it in the house. I know we played around with some stuff. We got an FK8 from, from American Honda and did quite a bit of testing with it. We also worked with uh, our friends from K-Tuner and did some really cool flashing uh, test with that as well, and I saw tons of success with that as well. But I haven't had any experience with the K-Tuned one. I love the guys that's K-Tuned, but I haven't played with it myself. Um, you made it, Madman. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Alfie. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Hope the Viper is doing well. Uh, Nihel GSR says hello to BC and to Brock. Hello. Hello. Had a fun interview, but you're back. It was very important. Alex, good. Please, I hope you did one interview and did not mess up on our account. Um, Hi, I was just, uh, what's fastest car? Where do you race against Ford GT? Hi, I just watched fastest car. Where you race against? So I, I think you said you just watched the show. Where were we? We were in San Bernardino at this crazy airfield. Um, it was really, really warm. Uh, I'm, like, the, I think the track temperature when I measured my parameter was like 138 degrees, which is pretty hot. Um, it was, um, I think it was called a, it was a weird name. Um, out of San Bernardino, some weird airstrip that was very active in the 40s, <laughs> not very active now. But what's interesting is that the uh, Ford GT and I, with the van, were the only ones that drove to the tarmac. The other two cars got towed, which wasn't very nice for a car. It was supposed to be a street car. But anyway, that's, that's reality TV for you. Um, if I was to put in $1,500 in F22A, what parts should I buy? Mark Andrew, I answered it earlier. But watch it afterwards, and if you need more information, just go ahead and write to me. And DM me here on Instagram, you know? Track cars to the track. Absolutely, Mark 5. I like that. I live in Montclair. Can I come to your garage? Sure, after I tidy up. It's a bit of a mess here. Brown was even frowning at me because he's known me for a few years and my facility's never been this untidy. SEMA was crazy. It's the SEMA, yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. So I'm going to spend the majority of this week tidying up. So if you want to help me tidy up, come on down, by all means. But if not, it's okay, you know? How do I get a walking smog? I haven't done anything yet. So I don't even, this is going to be an off-road vehicle only. It's not a small vehicle car. So I won't be able to do that. Um, Red, this, uh, yo, BC, good seeing you. AJ, good seeing you as well. 
Red, Red Boobsted SI, Boobsted SI, interesting, um, says Hasport FTW, which is good. I support it. You know what that means. FPW? FTW, FTW, yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. He's the nice, nice uh, version of that. Um, will I gain decent power from a cat-back exhaust on my 2J IS300? You'll gain some power, but it depends on your definition of decent. Would you see one to double digits? No, you would not. But it would be a nice one. No, it was in Norton Air Force. Um, Daggett. Daggett Airport. That's where it was. Daggett Airport in San Bernardino. Very uh, desolate area. We met a gentleman there who, um, he was the mailman and the head of fire service and the policeman. Small town. It was one guy and he changed twice. I was hoping to see him change three times, but we're waiting for the crew to get us at this one mark, market. And that was really interesting, you know? Your messages are messing up. Yeah, please rewatch, by all means. You are from San Diego. Thank you for so much for joining us. I know those withdrawals are pretty crazy. Uh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, good seeing you as well, El Funny from SB. Good seeing you indeed, you know. What injury to did I attend? So, Mr. Jimmy, um, I have a very interesting past. Um, I did a lot of things young, so I skipped a lot of grades when I was in school back in Nigeria, where I'm from. So, I was one of those weird ones that went to school very young. So, I was in, at the Anambra State University of Technology in Nigeria at 15, studying engineering, petrochemical engineering. Didn't learn anything for a year. We just didn't have technology. That I came here to the United States, went to attend Cal Poly Pomona. They said, we're not going to accept any of your curriculum that you took in Nigeria. You need to start afresh. So I was recommended to go to Sweden's College, where I got my uh, um, AA and AS. And I finished that in about, I took a ton of units per semester, like 20, 22 students a semester. Went to summer and winter school. So I finished there in a year and a quarter. And went to Cal State Long Beach after that and finished up my engineering, uh, chemical engineering. and continued with engineering um, management, which is pretty nice. Um, why is there a reason why I chose a K motor over a B? I know what reasons I chose a K4, but would you choose a K over B? And if so, why? I know why I chose a K. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really care to choose. I, I mean, if I'm going to naturally ask for, I'm right. going to choose K. Of sure. course. Why is that? Just because. It's so much more potential. Yes. The six-speed transmission. If I need six speeds, if I need close ratio, that works better. Turbo, I might do B. Interesting. Just because, just because of the parts available for the Understood. transmissions. Understood. The big problem I find with the K series transmissions, the shafts are so long, they tend to bow. Okay. You know what I mean? Understood. And so you wind up popping a lot of gears. Understood. You, of course, are falling. <laughs> He's got a quake. He's got a quake. And I yeah. wish I'd say they gave it to me, but I actually bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Told you it was bought. <laughs> so, uh, so I would, you know, if uh, that's the way to do that on the K series. I think the Quake is just an amazing choice. It is. And for road racing or drivers. Of course. I mean, please. Of course. Yeah. And it's so cool pulling those levers. Um, I, I really... It's like TV racing. You know, <laughs> like TV racing. Um, I have to thank American Honda for giving me the opportunity to build uh, a 9th gen SI as far back as 2011. Sorry about the noise in the background. I have the door slightly uh, ajar and then we have some traffic, which is shocking because we're doing tons of construction back here. Anyway, nonetheless, um, I'd like to thank American Honda for giving me the opportunity to play with the 9th uh, gen SI. Um, the engine we played around with far back as 2011, developed a ton of parts for it, made tons of power, but people just didn't gravitate towards the car. I don't know if it's not, it was even a one-year car. They changed the face and the rear end, which is pretty strange. Yeah. So it was just kind of a weird unicorn of a car. So it didn't catch on as quickly. So 
I did understand the potential of the K24Z7, and I want to make that known, and I love challenges. So I wanted to give that power plant a new platform to get exposure with, so that's why I chose it. I want to show the potential of the Z7, and that's why I chose it for this, for this really to show the potential. Same thing that we do with the F22A as a proof of concept to show how much power you can make with it without any aftermarket support, you know? Do I ever take my cars to Fontana as the real red for you too? Yes, I do. Fontana is our local track. I love it. Um, if you're talking about the road race track, the Center City Boxman and the Viper and this blue Porsche have been there quite a few times. Um, in terms of the drag race, yes, that's why I hit my best time of 920 in the Insight. And I plan on being there with Vigor next year in 2019. Hello, Delane Designs, order from Europe. Good seeing you as well. Thanks for joining us. Did I receive the Claxton Fruitcake? No, I haven't received a fruitcake yet if you sent me one. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But thank you for asking. Hopefully it is. Hello, David. Good seeing you. We'll have to watch for the cars when we're there. Sounds good, by all means. Fontana's 15 minutes away from us. Do I recommend the Phantom Grip? I'm not an advocate of that. I don't know if you had experience with it. No. I know what it is, but I'm, yeah. I'm about Quave ATVs. I, I love the, the robust gear nature of the Quave. Um, I drag race with it. I road race with it. It's not a, an elegant hack into a factory differential. I just, I just love the place. Yeah, we've used, uh, before Phantom Group, there was a, another company that made them, and they still do. I can't oh. remember the name, of the, the name of the company that escapes me. Oh, yes. Theirs is actually a little more sophisticated version of the Phantom <laughs> Group. Uh, and OPM Motorsports, which used to be a Honda builder for okay. rotary cars back in the 20 years ago, used to sell them. I wish I could remember the guy's name that builds them. But anyway, we've used those in J-Series. Oh, oh. Before there was Quace available, we tried them in J-Series, and it actually did a really nice job. Interesting. So, um, um, but the Phantom Grip, I don't have any experience with that particular uh, type. Brand. Or, yeah, brand. Exactly. So he's played around with technology. He's had success, but I haven't. And he's in a budget. I'm the kind of person who I'd rather save up and get something proper. Um, I, I will definitely yeah. say it's not wasn't as good Understood. as a, a Quave or of a course. Wave Track. Right. Or, um, or even a, uh, uh, a clutch style ones, you know. Yeah, look at Alexander, he says not worth it. Um, if you're for that far, throw in a real LSD, agreed. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I would, I would probably, yeah, that's what I've heard. So I just didn't want to say it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, building a turbo B18 B1. Good job. Well done. Um, who is the white guy? Uh, the white guy is Brian from Asport at VTech Academy. He is really the guru when it comes to i mean you cannot perform a proper swap without using his components and if you did most likely there's a high percent of chance that someone knocked off what he had he's a pioneer and a guru in the scene he makes really dreams come true and my first interaction with him was as far back as 2007 2008 when i did my first d-series turbo build and that was in my original wagon band which is 1988 opposed to 91 and even though i had a d-series those mounts were rubbish the ones i had that were factory they just deteriorated cracked, were not worth anything, wouldn't hold power, and I used these mounts with great success, and it gave me the stability I wanted, and it didn't vibrate like crazy. I just loved it, which is pretty great, you know? My preferred clutch brand to run on high horsepower Hondas, uh, the same one I have in here. I have an action clutch twin disc in this with an aluminum uh, flywheel, and for you, AJ, aluminum, and it's my clutch of choice. I've had great success with them, and I'll continue to use them, which is very nice. i got a question for you about the twin disc. Sure. Um, so, uh, are they typically smaller overall yes. diameter? Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, they are. Uh, now, uh, the friction material on that, uh, because there's two discs, yes. obviously there's a lot more material there. Yes, there is. Uh, 
can they do something that's not quite as rough on the engagement, or are they just like on off? That's a great question. It has to do with materials, because I wouldn't be opposed to a company. I should probably talk to them about that, because he's right. Even with this, the slight chatter is a bit, bit of an on-off. You have to kind of modulate very nicely. But using something that is as nice as, let's say, some kind of a Kevlar-based material would be ideal. The mm -hmm. beauty of the twin disc is that you have significantly more friction material to allow for proper holding, um, even without the crazy pedal effort or the crazy diaphragm pressure, which is very nice. And um, we've seen twin disc applications. We've seen triple disc, four disc, quadruple disc, which are even much smaller. Yeah. The packaging is smaller, much, much lighter, um, allows for better acceleration. Um, and I, I love it. But you know what? That wouldn't be bad to explore. The one thing about twin discs, because of the real estate, they just have to be very thin. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the Kevlar materials are much thicker. So, but I don't see a problem with having a slightly taller hat or by compensating that with the discs in between, the floaters. Right. So that's a good suggestion. I'm going to see action tomorrow. I'll talk to them about that. And I'd love to be able to use it because some of us on the street want to still run a twin disc because we make big power. It'd be nice to have something that has a much smoother engagement. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. And uh, see, Brian, my wallet just falls out and goes towards him. He wants to buy more stuff from him. It's very nice. Um, can I show pictures, both pictures of the all-wheel drive setup? I want to do a build like it possibly. So on this is I can. If you go on my BC Motor YouTube channel, I did a very nice 30,000 foot level of the car. I was reached out. Uh, to by the guys from Hoonigan. So you will see a build biology very soon on that. They want me to come out on the fourth, but I'm filming something else with a network, so I can't do the fourth, but very soon you will see us on Hoonigan. And then above and beyond that, when Brian comes back, we're probably going to need to take a look too, which is pretty cool. Um, Dealing thing, I just want to learn. I know the bare minimum about engines. This is always fun to learn, and it's super nerdy. I like super nerdy. Thank you so much, Dealing. The thing is that I, I know <laughs> Thank you, Nahil. We only have three, four minutes left. Time is flying. Thank you so much for keeping us in check. But Dilling, thank you so much. Um, the one thing, I, I, get, I get both. My Tech Tuesdays are here to help enthusiasts understand more about technology, to bring gurus and like Brian to show what is possible out there, to allow you to enjoy your automotive creations and to make your vehicles more about you. So that being said, one way of me doing that is to take technology and break it down to so everyone can understand. Um, I have some fellow engineers that actually chastise me saying, hey, BC, your Tech Tuesday is not tech enough. It is not my goal to speak over all of you. It's my goal to allow you to understand technology, to improve your engines, to improve your understanding of how cars work, and to really embrace what you love, which is everything that has to do with cars. So I'll continue to do my best to be able to allow this forum to exist where I bring great people in, where we can talk about everything car related and break it down so everyone can benefit and enjoy from it. So I sincerely appreciate the support. Luf Racing, all the way from South America. Thank you so much. He says, thanks guys for sharing your knowledge with us. It's a pleasure indeed. Yes, I do this every Tuesday at noon. I've only missed one and that's when my son was born. And I've been doing this and this is our 53rd episode. Wow. Back to back, which is pretty nice. One year, one week. One year, one week, which Two is pretty weeks. nice. So that being said, um, it's been great. I just want to say you guys are cool as hell, and I bought your minivan Hot Wheels. Thank you so much for supporting us with the Hot Wheels. I did too. Oh, thank you, Brian. <laughs> he bought my, so because he bought one, I'm going to give him a new one. Are you familiar with the, um, are you familiar with the Honda? Um, it's like a small turbo, I would say. City? City, yes. Yeah. So there's a BC Motor City. I've never built one, but have a Honda I have that. You do? How'd you get it? To... What kind? I'm pretty sure white, I thought. 
There's a white one and I have a blue one that just came out. Uh, it might be the blue, blue one's not even. I think it's a white one. Yeah, because I remember looking at it You're going, like, wait a minute. There's like, oh no, no, I didn't buy it. I oh. saw a picture of it. Well, I have I one for you. So oh, he's on right photo of it. So we have the cities coming out and some other yep. stuff from Hot Wheels. And now I'm getting a red alarm now. So guys, we have to fly. Brian has to get back to picking up some Type R engines and heading back to beautiful Arizona. And thank you so much for the audience today. As I always mention, this will be up for 24 hours here on Instagram. We're gonna upload it as well onto our YouTube page so you can definitely view that afterwards. And for those of you listening on podcast, thank you so much. You can hear us on iTunes, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Guys, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Um, it's a pleasure. And Mr. Jimmy, let's talk about that next week. I'd definitely like to share some inf information about you on knock sensing. Take care everyone and cheers. Thanks, any guys. Last, any last words? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very nice. Thank you, Brian. Thank Appreciate you. Good seeing you. Oh, Cheers. Hey. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Cool.